Hello there. This is an incoming transmission from the Outer Rim Beacon. Everything leading up to this moment has been rehearsal. The real performance is about to begin. I'm counting on it. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, we are back! You have now tuned in to the Outer Rim Beacon, your frequency for everything in that galaxy far, 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 away. far away. A little bit of a hiatus there, but we are back. My name is Justin. I'm one of your hosts. Joining me today, as always, are my co-hosts. This is Josh, and you know, life life be life and out there, so, you know. <laughs> it's hard in the spring. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this sure. is Kyle, and... Uh, obviously I have also not really been jumping on here and recording episodes <laughs> lately, so happy to be back with my, uh, Star Wars friends here. I know. Jo- uh, Kyle was traveling for work a little bit. I was traveling yeah. for work a little bit. Josh was just working. <laughs> so yeah. it's been uh, a crazy start to our spring so far, but, um, we got a little bit of new Star Wars content that we're going to go over today. Star Wars visions. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a lot about that. First, we're going to hit our news and notes, though. Uh, we have some Andor updates for everybody. Um, Andor, we love Andor actually around here. We do. Uh, Andor just won a Peabody Award in the entertainment category, so kudos to them. But in some kind of sadder news, uh, they did stop production due to the writer strike, uh, writers' strike in an act of solidarity. Now, that's a great thing, but it stinks because it may delay season two of Andor a Let's little bit. Let's pay these but. guys and keep it moving. Come on. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. There's enough money. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of money in the yeah, entertainment industry to go it around. To it's fine. Um, and especially the writers, because the writers are so important, especially to that show, because it was written so well. Um, Mando season four might be delayed as well um, due to the, to the strike. Um, Ahsoka is slated to be out in august and all we have on skeleton crew is just 2023 but they're both in post-production yeah those should not be affected by this i wouldn't think so especially when you already rolled out an ahsoka august release date but i they might say it's now september i don't know or october could be a solidarity thing yeah i could see that post-production crew yeah Mm mm-hmm it's possible yep so we'll see. TBD. Um, Disney dropped some new merch for Pride Month coming up in uh, June. Uh, there's a 3.75 inch BBU Pride droid. Uh, it's a little BB-8 droid. It's uh, pretty cute. And then there is a rainbow colorway set of droids. Now this thing retails for $75. It looks pretty cool. Um, they did a really good job with it. It's all different astromechs. Um, so check that out. And then they did drop a whole bunch of cool apparel for Pride Month as well. There's actually a really cool um, sweatshirt. It's a white sweatshirt. Uh, it's actually really nice. I might actually pick that up. Um, and then they did drop a new Yoda and Ezra Bridger Legacy Saber uh, for Galaxy's Edge, which I believe the Yoda one is coming out May 19th. So it's right around the corner. Um, the Ezra one, I don't. I don't, I don't know if it's the same day or if it's a different release date. Uh, I'm not sure. But the Ezra one's pretty cool. It's basically the saber that he had at the end of Rebels. So it doesn't have the little blaster mm-hmm. piece on it anymore. But it still has that red switch that uh, he had on there. So go check those out. 
Lots of new um, Disney Plus announced a whole bunch of stuff today. Uh, there was indie, all the Indiana Jones properties are now going to be added to Disney Plus, including Young Indiana Jones Chronicles, huh. which I'm kind of excited for. Um, the Loki season two is going to be out in October. Um, and then there was a new Haunted Mansion trailer that dropped today. I don't know if you guys got a I chance to see that. that or not. Check it out. It's um. It's actually pretty intense. It doesn't look like a goofy kids movie. It actually kind of looked like the the hat box ghost is heavily mm-hmm. featured in this trailer. Um, I don't think it's a spoiler to anybody unless you don't like trailers at all. But um, the hat box ghost is all over this trailer, um, which is really cool. And he looks true to what Haunted Mansion is and genuinely creepy. So... Kind of excited to check that out. And then uh, Jedi Survivor dropped, when was that, two weeks ago? Yeah, it's about two weeks ago, I think. April 28th, yeah. Okay, so yeah, about two weeks ago. Josh, have you been been playing this yet? I have. I I have not. I'm not super deep. Um, And I did did read the... Oh, now I can't think of the name of it, but there was like a a novel that filled in the um some of the in between. There's like a story about the the Mantis crew uh, in between the two games, but um yeah, it's it's uh I can already everything you loved about the previous game seems to be in this game, and then they've obviously like uh expanded on some features, and there's like uh there's there's actually like it's not just a rehash. Like there's a, a lot of new stuff in the game too, which is really cool. How's the actual gameplay? Cause I, I saw a couple comments that said it was a little bit smoother than the first iteration of, of Jedi. Um, just easier or smoother movement. I think of the characters, does it feel any different? It doesn't, but I also haven't played the original in a bit. Well, s- mm. since it came out, um, but it, it's de- yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say that it's not smooth. It's definitely it feels smooth. So okay. And uh, the I know that. So I don't know if you guys know this, but any time that uh, I almost said Ezra. Any time that uh, oh man, I almost said the wrong name again. <laughs> Cal. Cal. I almost I almost said Caleb the second time. I'm Caleb Doom. Caleb, Caleb Doom. Doom. Uh. uh Anytime he's like going through like a tight space, that's like a that's the game hiding its loading screen. Oh yeah, they did that in the mm-hmm. last game too. Yeah, at least sometimes. Yeah, but it it doesn't. I feel like once you knew that, you could kind of feel it in the previous game. But now, like those transitions are even smoother. So, mm-hmm. and I will say this just because it was in the um, trailer and I don't feel like it's spoilery, but there are B1 battle droids in this game and they are mm-hmm. hilarious. That's awesome. Nice. Like, so they're like their communication I will, or their talking. I will just tell you, if you ever hear a B1 battle droid, do not approach it quickly because you'll get to hear whatever conversation it's having. Um, and it, it's sometimes it's two droids talking. Sometimes it's a droid talking to itself. Sometimes it's a droid talking to like another, and it's almost always hilarious. Nice. Is it actually? I wonder if it's actually Matt Wood. They got it's to do. It sounds authentic. I don't know for okay. sure, but oh man, that's awesome! All right, I'm really gonna have to check this out now. I don't. I don't want to get too far behind on 
video games, especially when it comes to this, because the next thing you know is everybody's going to post the cutscenes to YouTube and spoilers everywhere, and I don't, I don't want to hear that. So I will have to jump in on that and play relatively soon. So I think that's all we had for news and notes. It was, I mean, it's been relatively quiet. I think the last couple weeks, everybody's just into spring and doing spring things, getting out there and enjoying the weather. So, um, you know, we, uh, it was funny because when the end of Mando rolled around, um, we all got like super busy within the last three to four weeks. So it was hard for the three of us to get together to kind of chat about Mando. So, um, we will have, uh, an update coming out to you for the season end of Mando. It's just a question of when, um, eventually, eventually it'll happen. Um, uh, if you really want to listen to just me talk for about 45 minutes about of Mando, um, feel free. Cause I did record that, but, uh, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. I, so. I do. <laughs> Josh is the only on one the heat for me to get to work on this thing. <laughs> I think Josh is the only one that's eager to hear this. And it, um, I Look, did share it, it with the guys. I'll do but... it when I do this episode, guys, <laughs> give me a friggin' break. Jeez. It, Hey, and I, I will say like my, like my thoughts are my thoughts and conclusions on it, but you know, you guys, uh, I want to get your takes on it, obviously, and us as a group and all that. So doing a second one is not a bad idea. I still haven't watched it yet. (gasps) I'm just kidding. Liar, liar, pants on fire. Kyle. I saw when they did the thing with the stuff. (laughs) And this happened? At the place. (laughs) Um, oh, I did see, uh, what was it? Um, Sideshow also released a K2 unit from um, Book of Boba Fett. Mm. And I was like, when was the K2 unit in Book of Boba Fett? And I was I like, oh, was, the, uh, was it Night of a Thousand Tears? Um, oh, when it, it's from that flashback scene. It's mm. those K2 units. So literally, like uh, a couple of the pictures they released are like the K2 units holding the Mando helmets in their hands or like just carrying mm. them around. Um, so it, it was pretty cool. I don't know what the price is on it. I haven't even looked at that yet, but it, they're tall. million dollars. But they are tall as well. So I don't know if they'll fit in the old Detolf cabinet. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know if I want to get him, but anyway. If they know their customers, they'll make everything fit on one of those shelves. <laughs> I know, but they can't all be the same height because it doesn't, you know That's what I mean? True. Like you can't have... Anakin being the same height as Yoda or a K2 unit. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't doesn't fit. So and I got so I got ones in boxes I still gotta get in there, but um I just haven't had time. So anyway, but that's news and notes. Let's let's get into what we're really here to talk about today, which was uh Star Wars Visions season two. Um this came out when was this? The Last Return week, of May, the Visions. May fourth. Yeah, it came out May fourth. Um season two, there were nine nine new entries into um, these, and they're all roughly what, 10 to 20 minutes in length. Maybe I don't, I don't think any of them were super short. Um, they are titled Sith Screechers Reach in the stars. I am your mother journey to the dark head, the spy dancer, the bandits of Golak, the pit, and I'm Aou's song. I, I fell in it. the pit. That's exactly what it made me think of, too. Um, (laughs) So those are the nine entries. Um, You know, like overall season two, looking at just reviews and and measurables, 
Um, they weren't as high as season one. Um, the highest in this season was Journey to the Darkhead at an 8.0. Lowest was The Pit at 6.4, um, which was crazy because The Pit, to me, honestly, had one of the strongest messages of any one of these new uh, additions to the slate. Um, season one. It was mostly my it, favorite one either. It wasn't my favorite one, but the me- I think the message was strong. Um, season one, the highest uh, was a tie between the ninth Jedi and the duel at 8.4. And season one lowest was Tatooine Rhapsody at a 5.3. Um, so those are kind of your numbers and where they sit. I don't know. Uh, I-, I was actually super eager for this. I don't know about you guys, because I wanted to see different cultures takes on a Star Wars story. Um, so I was actually super excited for this, but it seems like just the reviews, there weren't a lot of people that were, you know, geeked out over it. I, re- I like this season better than the first one. I thought there was more variety of themes and styles and cultures. Mm-hmm. People are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was at least as good. Um, I think maybe that very first episode of season one was a real standout. Um, and it got some expansion material. So maybe the highest high in season two wasn't as high as the highest high in season one, but I think, yeah, as a total package, I think it's just as good. Mm -hmm. No reason. I can't, I couldn't say it's worse by any means. Mm Mm-mm. Uh, you're talking about the duel, which was the first episode in season one, which was the black and white, right? Um, with the stranger in town with the droid. Um, that one was really good. The it, Village I mean, Bride, it looked like a Kurosawa movie almost. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, Ninth Jedi was really good. The Elder was pretty good. Um, you know, there was a couple standouts, but you know, the rest of them, I think, you know, kind of felt fell short in season one I, to your point josh i think season two had uh a broader style of animation um definitely from different cultural backgrounds which was really cool um what was the sorry i'm trying to find so i think for just for me too not to cut you off there but the um the very first episode of season two was not the best. It was like just okay. Not it was not Sith. super memorable to me. Um, and I think maybe that is like because I remember saying to you guys I wasn't super into it when I watched the first one or two of yep. these. Um, and I wonder if the fact that it didn't start off with one that was just like really really grabbing your attention maybe you know at least for me i had to like kind of ramp up to it a little bit maybe that's why people were a little less receptive because like i was saying i think the first one or two of season one were some of the strongest ones Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and the one you're talking about is sith which was the first one by rodrigo blas which is rated the highest of these um really i'm surprised by that um Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Journey to the Darkhead was the highest okay. at 8.0. Sorry, my fault. Um, the Sith was a 7.7, so it wasn't far behind it. It was one of the higher ones of this season, but... Um, it would have probably been yeah. right around the middle for me. Yeah. What? Um, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, I part of me thinks that... So, 
I feel like the first season, they were like, it's all different styles of anime. Uh, you know, some of these are a little bit different in style and scope, but they're all Japanese. And n- not so technically, I think none of these are anime, um, except that one is from South Korea. And I feel like the animation style um, is similar i don't know i don't know if that's also considered anime if it's not from japan not an not like a huge anime person so um but i think that people were probably there was a large contingent of people that were thinking that it was going to be another full season of anime and when it Mm -hmm. came out to be a bunch of different stuff they're gravitating Mm -hmm. towards the one that is anime and not the rest of them which is that journey to the dark head yeah um, which was definitely well, more of an anime style. And I think all these animation styles were so different that there was definitely some that I enjoyed and some that I did not at all. And then the same for the actual stories, some that I thought were really fun and some that I thought were not so good. Um, and sometimes those things matched up and then sometimes they didn't you know there was somewhere i thought the story was pretty interesting but the animation was like not doing it for me at all i want to say maybe the very last no i liked spy dancer was that the last one no no that was the owl song owl song yeah owl song i thought that was like a pretty good story but the animation was like i don't know it looked like animal crossing or something to me yeah (laughs) it, it wasn't it didn't really do it for me. I don't. Josh, sorry, I'm jumping all over the place here. No, just you're, saying you're, things. No, that's. I think that's great. Um, and it's this is great because it's like it's hard to just like I don't want to go through each one individually, but I think an open discussion about the nine of them is pertinent. Josh, I wanted to ask you though: Do you have um a list of the different countries that these I do, came from I do. or originated from? Can you go through that? Sure. So, uh, the first one, Sith, uh, is from Spain. Screechers Reach is from Ireland. Uh, In the Stars is from Chile. I liked that one a lot. Screechers Reach. Yeah. Sorry. Me too. Um, I Am Your Mother's from the UK. Stinker. Sorry. Well, no, not sorry. Whatever. It was a Wallace and Gromit style animation. I don't care their feelings. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Journey to the Dark Head was from South Korea. Spy Dancer was from France. I liked um, that one a lot too. <clears throat> the Bandits of Golok is from India. Uh, the like the pit one. it says uh, Japan Brilliant and it says Japan slash United States. Um, huh. And the so did we get like a Japanese American to do it or something? No the the director is is uh, African American. Um, mm. and I director they did like a little was... they did a little um. Like Leandre meet Thomas. the meet the creators uh, featurette for each one of the it's hmm. on Disney Plus in the extras and I that's actually where I figured out like I double checked where they're all um, from because um, they uh, um, I could tell that like the cultural differences that they were that we were looking at different things, so I was interested to try to figure that out. Um, and then the last, I don't think I said the last one. The last one uh, song? is uh, from South Africa. Okay, cool. Um, and you could kind of get a little bit of of the cultural influences based on 
the kind of story that was being told or the music that was paired with it or even the dialect. Um, going back to Screecher's Reach, you could definitely hear uh, that Irish kind of dialect uh, behind it um, in the characters. I could tell which everyone was from um, either exactly or relatively. Like the... Uh, mm-hmm. I... 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 I wasn't sure if the first one was Spain or Latin America. And then I, I felt like the, um, in the stars was either Latin America or like indigenous somewhere, but all the other ones Mm -hmm. I, I, I could tell exactly. Right. Um, yeah, the messages behind a lot of these, uh, some, some weren't like, some were just genuinely good stories. Others, had a a very what do I want to say um, noticeable underlying message behind him, which was a strong message. Um, if you look at the pit, very strong message with the pit. Um, I don't think I got know, that much out of the pit. The giant civilization built a, out of crystal on the backs of slaves. You didn't get that out of the pit. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> just like every other, like most of our society here. <laughs> I that was I thought that one was that the clearest. Um in the stars with the uh basically wiping out the indigenous culture that was on the planet. That one was a, a strong message. Um yeah, coming out against it turns out they were against mm-hmm. uh genocide in that story that's good Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know some of them were really good stories uh kyle you mentioned screechers reach that was honestly probably my favorite that one a lot um definitely a different it was almost like a horror movie uh, uh like a horror short that you would see uh based on the the character that they run into in the cave um yeah i thought she was super creepy yeah, um, um, and just and I wailing. thought the whole thing was a little ambiguous, which was also interesting to me. Some of these, and I think that's where I don't like if they're some of them were just a little too on the nose for me. Like slaves made this, and slavery's bad. Like yes, I agreed, hundred mm-hmm. percent, but it wasn't very interesting to me. You know that like. I get that, yes, they were conveying a message, but, you know, it was very obvious what they were saying, and it was like, okay, yeah, who's who's, it was. Di- who's disagreeing with you here? Like, right. it's not like, <laughs> sure. Right. Uh, no, I, don't know. I mean, I the message was I thought strong. the Spy Dancer was, was great, nose. though, and I thought, um, I thought Screecher's Reach was great. Mm-hmm. And I thought parts of the bandits of Golok were really good and parts of it were just okay. Um, that inquisitor with the like green skin and the mustache and the very, mm-hmm. very sick, like kind of leather outfit he had on. He was very cool. Mm-hmm. And the Jedi like woman with her cane that she split in half to yes. dual wield lightsabers. She was very sick too. That like aesthetically, they just looked awesome. And like, mm-hmm. and if you're, if you're doing animation, make stuff that looks cool. You're drawing it. Mm-hmm. Um, the story was really good with that too. Heartbreaking at the end, but 
That's, um, I mean, hello, that's the Jedi thing. Let's take yeah. you away. I mean, at that point, they're running away and being in hiding, right. and presumably she was going into some version of that underground railroad uh, for for Jedi mm-hmm. or Force sensitives or whatever, but that's sort of the thing. If you are a Force user, wielder, you are not staying with your family. Get out of Dodge, man. <laughs> Don't stick around. Josh, what about you? What were... um. What were some of your favorites or maybe like your top, your top three? Uh, my top three are, um, I'm not sure of the order, but my top three no, are fine. journey to the dark head, um, in the stars and, um, <laughs> I'm your mother. Um, Ooh, the dark horse coming in. Well, so I am your mother was the one that felt the most <laughs> Star Wars to me, because all the oh, other really? ones kind of felt like we wrote a story and then we threw some kyber crystals into it, and now it's a Star <laughs> Wars story. Good, see, I think good stories. I think that's a feature, <laughs> not a bug. No, I know. I like that about the. I see because I. I that's crazy. I am your mother was p- probably like my least favorite one of <laughs> yeah. all these. That's well, I mean, let's. It was Wedge's Academy, right? It was just. That- it was like fully embracing the silly side of Star Wars, which I appreciated, and it, it to- and completely yeah. expected from the cr- studio that brought you know that made Wallace and Gromit. So, plus mm-hmm. I I have a sweet spot for um a soft spot for um british humor and then also like um british associated humor like australian and and new zealand (laughs) i'm thinking specifically of new zealand but colonized humor (laughs) yeah um Um, i did like i did like the little wookie ripping the dolls arms off and intimidating the ones in the other car that was pretty entertaining and then i don't know the girl's the bratty girl's name uh, with her mother that had the little pop-up Death Star on their ship. Mm. That was actually pretty cute. Um, but, I, I mean, there was parts of it. It wasn't my favorite, but, I mean, there's parts of it that were pretty cute. Um, I think all of these... I Like, I... There's some of them I enjoyed more than others. I think the one I liked the least was probably... Um... Owl's song and Owl's song. and maybe just just because of the animation style didn't really jive with me but i feel like all of these um like worked well as a short i don't know if any of them maybe journey like i think journey to the dark head is the only one i could see like it being more than a short but i also the reason why i like that one so much is it's that i love that anime style of like the really like in-depth like intense backgrounds like that mm. it just adds so much more depth to the cartoon it's like cowboy bebop was like that there's there's like studio ghibli is kind of like that with their when they set up like lands like if you watch it again just look at the look at the background and like the the setting on everything it like looks so nice mm-hmm. i agree I with you i think most of them really do exist really well as a short and period not like nothing else but i think <laughs> the spy dancer uh they set up like this whole story and these people are working in an underground 
like rebellion a network for the rebellion and there she's got this son that was taken from her that now knows he was taken from her and is inside the, like i think i would definitely be interested in more of that story mm-hmm. yeah it was um the animation on that one was really cool too um you know even from the first time that she drops down mm-hmm. and it's this small you know uh clothed white figure and then all of a sudden it just balloons out to this giant sweeping bands of fabric yeah, and it, it just encompasses really, the like, whole room really stunning yeah um and i could see that i could see like a movie behind that like how did we get here here's where we're at now you're right her son was taken I, although that was the only part like that was a little weird to me because the empire has a thing against aliens in the empire so stealing an alien's kid to be in the empire was a little weird, but, um, he did look mostly humanoid though. Did he not? Were yeah. They, yeah. I mean, were they, Other than the I just thought they had mismatched eyes. They had little things on their head. They had horns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had horns. Um, but it was hidden mostly by his hair. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he had a hat on, so I could see why you would, people would just think, Oh, it's just a human. Um, but yeah, that one was really good. I, I really enjoyed bandits of Golak. To be honest with you, it was, you know, the colors behind it, the music behind it, um, the story behind it, I thought was really good. To your point, Kyle, the, the Sith Inquisitor, I mm-hmm. thought was amazing. And he had two of the Purge Troopers with him yeah. when he first showed the up. the second half of that one was incredible. First mm-hmm. half, I think it took a minute to really get going for me. But yeah, it did. I agree. That but once they, hit, once they hit that little, like, hideout mm-hmm. and things started getting interesting, that's... Um, that's where it got fun. They did uh, a really cool, like stylized cut to a fight scene. Um, it wasn't like totally organic, but it was interesting. I, I liked it. And also the, her little like um, hidden stairwell under the fountain or pond or whatever that was. Very, mm-hmm. very cool. Like what a good hiding place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kyle, your least favorite was I am your mother. I think so. Yeah. And then Josh, your least favorite was Aou song. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. I really um, did not care for the animation either. It was my least favorite animation in Aou song, but I did think that story was kind of cool. And mm-hmm. I liked her singing the song and purifying the Kyber crystals or whatever. I liked the, uh, the Jedi. Yeah, she was cool too. Episode. She was cool with the like flat brimmed mm-hmm. hat, like looked very kind of Cadbanish, roguish Jedi style. Some pretty intense drip for a Jedi, if we're being yeah. honest. Yeah. <laughs> um what um what so I want to go back to um Nope. Oh, I lost my where I was. Okay, we're not going back. Go back to um <laughs> uh Journey to the Dark Head because you know, we we all kind of agree that was probably the one that was most anime style uh, to it. Um, the only thing that w- I think kind of bugged me with that one was just the story because I was like, okay, so she's realizing that the Jedi and and the Sith are kind of intertwined, not just within a war, but in this whole ethos of Star Wars as well. So you can't just chop the head off of one; mm-hmm. otherwise, they're like nothing. Like it's all intertwined. They're all like thinking the same thing so um 
And then going back to the Sith, the first one, I thought the color in that one was cool, and I thought the Sith in that was really, really cool. Um, Look, if and you're it was the title a character, take. you better be at least a little cool. Yeah. Uh, and it was definitely a different take. We normally see, like, maybe a Jedi leaving, you know, leaving the Order to go find themselves or doesn't believe in the Order, but here we have an apprentice who was within the Sith that says, I don't want to do this anymore and leaves, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, the Sith to kind of be her own person. Um, The robots in that were pretty cool. His two henchmen, I thought, were pretty cool. Um, But yeah, I I mean, the the colors were beautiful, but the animation style, I don't don't think did it for me, but... I do um, like that because the Sith and the Jedi are definitely two sides of the same coin, way more than they are, like, opposites. mm Mm-hmm. Um, Screechers Reach, I think, was had to have been my favorite. Just because yeah. the end. It was kind of a twist at the end there. It didn't really... You know, she's got this amulet, and you think that this is maybe a test of, mm-hmm. like, her Jedi ability, or like, or, like, a challenge for her. And she comes out, and you think, like, this Jedi is going to come and pick her up, and it ends up being this Sith. And, you know, the older... I can't remember the older guy's name. Uh, the friend and said basically look if you get a chance to get out of here Did you've always wanted to go somewhere else take it that that person at the end was a sith i thought they left that kind of ambiguous i i thought i took it as a sith um because and that's why they were all upset i think i thought they were upset because she was leaving and they like her i didn't get the, i think they did it because like that was her chance to get out and she took it. Josh, what's your what's your take on it? Um, well, not a take, but just so Wikipedia is calling that that character the Sith Mother. Mm. So, what does that mean? I mean, that's. I mean, that means mm. that they're not a Jedi. <laughs> Thanks, Captain Obvious. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I I took it as that was a Sith. And that's why, you know, when they, you know, she's like, oh, all of us are going to go. And she was like, no, that, that's exactly what the <laughs> and Jedi they were do, like, Justin, I know, I know, but <laughs> like, I don't know that they would have phrased it that way. I think they probably would have said well, it a God little bit did. different. She was like, no. And then they're like, all like, that's, that's oh, literally okay. what Qui-Gon said to Anakin. It's like, no, your mom's not coming. Like, it's, it's like what they do. Well, he, he basically said, like, I couldn't free her. Like, I couldn't free her out okay. and get her out. So, me and the queen <laughs> of Naboo. Yeah, we couldn't free her. Okay, sure. Yeah, I know. He said no. Um, I don't know, but I took it she was a Sith, and that's why they were like, they recognized it right away. And that's why the one guy was like, you know, I, I told you not to look back. I told you to take the chance. You should go. Um, and that's I feel I like they were, they were besties and they were going to be sad if she left regardless of why she left. Still sad. Maybe. And that's when she goes, she went to give her like the saber, the Sith saber. And she goes, mm-hmm. oh no, that's yours now. You keep that. And I think they were all like, uh, this, yeah, the, the, the one sign. kid was like, um, who is this? <laughs> she was like, who is this person? Um, but yeah, I, it was just a kind of a cool twist at the end, and it definitely had like a horror movie vibes. Um, 
I, I Josh, to your point, I wish there was more comedic, maybe some more comedic animation in this, considering I Am Your Mother was really the only one that had any semblance of comedy to it. Yeah, they weren't very lighthearted, that's for sure. No. Um, I don't even think in season one... In season one, probably the light it lighthearted wow, lightheartedest. Um <laughs> the Tatooine Rhapsody was probably the only one that had humor in season one. Um and even that was still a little bit dark, I think. Um uh, to be fair, it is kind of hard to keep it light when the whole galaxy ex- is existing being like oppressed by the evil empire. True. Um, but you know, people manage to do it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, anything else you guys want to talk about here with uh, Visions Season 2? Identified as the Sith Mother on StarWars.com. Uh, hmm. Then. But we don't know what a Sith Mother is. She just goes around I'm, like I'm curious harvesting too. forced children that want to join the dark side, maybe? Could be, could be like a Pedro Pascal thing. Like she's, uh, you know, how he's daddy. She's, uh, you know, Sith mommy. <laughs> I'm sure that's exactly what it is. <laughs> Sith mommy. Oh man! Um, it looks like did these did the voice actors not get credited at the end of these episodes? I thought they did. Are they not? I was trying to fast forward to the end to look for that exact thing that Josh found on starwars.com uh hmm. because usually they, you know, name the characters in the credits and tell you who played them but they Oh, uh, you know what? So, okay, so on Wikipedia or it's not Wikipedia, Jesus. Um IMDb the Sith mother is voiced by Angelica Houston. Did not know that. I did not either. Oh, here it um, is. Okay, I did find it. I just wasn't Dahl, able to scroll straight to it. Doll is the character Dahl, that goes yeah. with the Sith Dahl, Mother Quinky. at Sith the end. Sith Mother, yeah, in the credits. There it is. And then and Ghost, the ghost. is Neom Moyles. And I, I gotta say, she just wailed for <laughs> about five yeah, that minutes. Thing was creepy. I liked it. I would love <laughs> I did a too. proper Star Wars horror movie. Um. I think the more curious thing to me is like, how did that person end up there and is living in this as a Sith living in this cave? Um, yeah, very interesting. Wrong, um, franchise. Oh, okay. Sorry. (laughs) Um, actually, yeah. So in the, I am your mother, Dennis Lawson was the voice of wedge Antilles. The actual wedge Antilles was wedge Antilles. Um, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, he's, he's, uh, he's out there doing his thing, man. Um, trying to see if there's any other noticeable, notable, um, you know what? Notable I might retract my statement. I'm scrolling through season one and I think maybe there was more episodes in season one that I really liked, um, but I don't think season two was bad. No. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Matt Wood, Stormtroopers was Matt Wood was the voice of the Stormtroopers in the pit, and the commander was Steve Bloom. Oh, really? 
Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Spy Dancer. He's so hot right here? now. Steve Bloom? Yeah. Well, he wasn't he just in uh Well, am I about to say the wrong thing? Wasn't he just in <laughs> voicing Garza Borilius? Yes. Star of the Star of the Mandalorian, Steve Star Bloom. Star of the Mandalorian? <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Stole He's the show. A whole moment. Literally stole the show. <laughs> Um, what was that? What, what was that guy's name? That guy we had on the podcast early on. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Um, from Mando star, season one, star of Mando season one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Oh, Dominic Pace. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. The leading man. How did I forget his name? That's my bad. Let's see. I'm trying to. Is there anybody else? I'm sure there's more in here, and I'm not going to go through all of these. There's a lot of actors and actresses listed here. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I thought season two was good. Um, you know, I, I got two watches in of all of them. I thought, um, you know, after the first viewing, the ones that I liked the most stayed pretty much the same. Um, I hope they keep doing this. It's 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 fresh. Yeah. Do we know if yes. there's a any word on a season three yet, or we have to wait till friggin' Celebration Japan to find <laughs> out? Probably have to wait until then. Um, but who knows? Maybe we'll get something. They should soon, premiere so. it at Japan and do more Japanese ones. Um, I and like also, the they should do it in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> and also, they should have Star Wars Celebration in Florida or Chicago. Or Atlanta. I would do Atlanta. Or Columbus, Ohio. Yeah. God, that would not work. (laughs) You know, um, yes. We've had that discussion, like, at least in our our 501st group thread for Ohio Garrison about doing it in Ohio. And I'm like, we just don't have the infrastructure here to do that. Would that be possible? No. I hate to, I mean, I hate to say it. Like, Ohio's a great, like, Columbus is a great city. Ohio is a great location for it. Mm. Um, If it's at the right time of year with the good weather. um, But it just, Columbus doesn't have the infrastructure to to do something like that. Is Columbus that bigger scale. than Cincinnati? I think so. Hmm, I have no idea. I don't know. Josh will get on the Google machine here and depends look it up for on, us and depends see on what the populace is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, it's just it's it's a great city, and I know you know we have we host uh, the Arnold Classic here, but Arnold is not just at the convention center. Arnold is also at the fairgrounds it yeah, is also at, like at multiple locations places. and yeah. nobody at celebration is going to want to get on buses no. and trams no. and things to and drive all over town to go to different panels and things like that it needs to be in a place that can house everything all at well, one location it needs to so. be in a place that people can travel to there's also that not too. an airport in columbus or cincinnati not big or enough. cleveland that is as yeah. easy to get to from as many places as like Atlanta, Chicago, New York, Orlando. You can get there from yep. anywhere. Yep. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'd be happy, happy if it was, but I don't see it happening anytime soon. So Atlanta though, definitely just, a possibility. I don't even care. I, I'm just still furious that it's in Japan. Like, give me a break. It could literally be anywhere in North America and be cheaper and closer. Precisely. Vancouver. I don't care. Like, great. <laughs> it's so much better than Canada. Japan. 
Yeah, I would do Canada. I say um, that now, but if they announced Vancouver, I would have been pissed about that too. But still, <laughs> if I knew the other option flight. was Japan, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. much cheaper flight. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, that one stung a little bit, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm very bitter about that still. Yeah. Yep. All right. Anything else on uh, Star Wars Visions Season 2 before we uh, wrap this up and get out of here? Mm, yes, no, maybe? So. We have to read All a right. book or something so we can do this again in a week or two. <laughs> we should. Let's do that. All right. Wrapping it up. You're all clear, kid. Now let's blow this thing and go home. That was our recap of season two of Star Wars Visions. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, It's been a hot minute, so uh, get out there and hit the like, rate, subscribe button on wherever you listen to podcasts. Recommend us to friends and family out around Beacon. Um, you can find us anywhere on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Outer Rim Beacon. You can also email us, OuterRimBeacon at gmail.com. We love getting those emails. We'd love to hear your thoughts on visions, um, just your musings, yeah, your so feel free one? to send those in. Yeah, I would like to know what people's favorite one was. Um, my name is Justin. You can find me on uh, Twitter at IamTheBendu. Where can they find you on the social medias? This is Josh. I am Battle of Tanab on Instagram and Twitter. This is Kyle, and I am KB underscore Legend on social media. And the Cash App and the Venmo and mm, all the places money. where you send I've money. I've got stuff to do. Summertime. I'm trying to get out and do stuff. That's true. People. I got flights to book. I got tattoos to get. <laughs> Send me cash. Word. All right, y'all. We'll get out there, do something Star Warsy, and may the Force be with you. Always. Always. Oh, nice. Bye.